Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I hope that all is well with you. God is good. Woke us up this morning. Amen. As I always say, God is always good. There's no time that God is not good to us. Amen. And we should give him all the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on, everybody. And let's open this up with prayer. Amen. Father God, we love you. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for taking care of us and waking, waking us up this morning, taking care of us overnight as we slept as well. We bless each and every person that is on here today. We bless all families, all friends. We pray for souls all over the world because Jesus, you died for souls. That is the purpose that you died on the cross. You died for souls and for that we thank you. And we also thank you for everything that you've given us we thank you for the word. We thank you for ha having the time to read the word. We're not getting persecuted the way others across seas are getting persecuted where they have to hide their Bibles. We don't have to do that yet. And Lord God, we're very thankful. And we hope that there never comes a time where we have to do that um, as well. We don't want to hide it, but if we have to, we will let people know. When, when, it, when a push comes to shove and the time comes around, we will let people know that we are worshipers of the creator of all things, of the Father God that made all things, that, that sits high and looks low, and there's nothing, Lord God, that you don't miss. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you give me your unction. Give me things that I could say to other people when they watch this, and they will know that it is from God. They will know that it is from you, not to hear from me but to hear from God directly. Amen. Hallelujah. And God for um, our brother Ed, they got a word from the prophet, uh, Prophet Tracy the other day. Uh, you're good. And he's happy. And he's thankful. And so are we. And we're going to continue to listen out for when you speak to us, Lord God, through the prophets or even to ourselves personally. In Jesus' name, we proclaim Jesus is King. God is Lord, our Father. Amen. 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 Now, I'm going to be taking the word today from James. Okay, James chapter 5. All right. Let's see if I can scoot things around here on my desk. There we go. So I can read it better and run everything. But anyhow. Um... I'm going to be taking this from James chapter 5, okay? And that is what I'm going to title it as well. When I put it on YouTube or whatever, it's going to be James chapter 5, okay? <laughs> so no big drawn out uh, titles or anything like that, okay? And I'm going to just read along. I'm going to read 1 to um, uh, 16. Amen? 1 through 16, and I'll expound on it as I go. And it reads like this. I hope you're all in James chapter 5. Turn your swords to James chapter 5. Amen. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Okay, these are the last days. And, and I'm just going to come out and, and uh, say what I know God is telling me to say. 
And the main thing he's saying to us is the fact that instead of us focusing on taking care of ourselves, we should be, by rights, allowing Jehovah Jireh to take care of us. Now, we can say Jehovah Jireh. You know, God has many different names, and we can say Jehovah Jireh all we want to. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. But if you're not living that life, and if you're not showing other people that Jehovah Jireh is your provider, then what makes that, what, what does that make you? It makes you a liar. Amen? So, we have to have faith that God is going to give us everything that we need, regardless of what we hear, regardless of what's going on on Wall Street, regardless of what's happening in, in the finance industry, you know, either from where we live at or around the world. Amen? We have to trust in God. And what happens is some people lose um, faith, they lose the trust, they lose patience, God tells us to have, this is one of the reasons why God tells us to have patience. You have to have patience. You have to have trust and faith in God. Because what happens is when a lot of people start doing bad, or when they hear what's going on on the news, all the things that's happened, all the things that are happening around the world, they get upset, they get frustrated, and they begin to step out in their flesh. Okay, they begin to do things carnally. And that is not good. God wants us to trust in his works, to trust in his miracles, to trust in, in his provision. And they begin to step out in, in their nature and do things carnally. And a lot of, it can cause a lot of them to begin to sin. Amen. And God's not pleased with that. You know, I, I, uh, I myself, um, I was in a, few, a couple different um, programs, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, entities, I like to use. <laughs> and um, it was all about um, stacking up, you know, uh, saving, saving in silver, saving in gold, saving in this, saving in that, you know. And, and, and I hate to say it, but they didn't really last. You know, man is greedy, and, and people began to steal off each other, steal each other's ideas, and opening up different companies, and it just went to pits, see? And, and, and you know, I had a, a strange feeling about it from the beginning. God was showing me something, but I remained silent. You know, I didn't say anything. I remained silent. I just watched, you know. I'm a watcher. And sure enough, sure enough, it uh, didn't do, the, the, the companies that I was in did not do what they promised that they would do, okay? And, and, and you got to watch because nowadays people will get what they want and leave you hanging, all right? And the, th the, the funny thing about it is, okay, I'm a tither. You know, the, years ago, I, I kind of taught, I, I'm not proud to say this, but I kind of taught a little bit against tithing. I, I wasn't against tithing, but I was against, you know, pre preachers abusing the tithe and trying to scare people to death over the tithe. Your house is going to fall down if you don't tithe. Your car is going to stop working if you don't tithe. But uh, the God opened, like the road to Damascus with the apostle Saul, you know, into Paul's name changed into Paul. I had that road to Damascus experience about tithing. And, and I've been tithing and tithing works. Okay, so since I've been tithing, Jehovah Jireh has been taking care of me. Amen. So we have to make up our minds. Are we going to do 
what God tells us to do fully, partially? Are you going to follow God 100%, 75%, 50%, Are you going to do what he tells you to do, or are you just going to do some of, or whatever you're comfortable with? God wants us to fully trust him, even when it looks like you may lose your life. Amen? Because you got to remember, there are people that do lose their lives, but they trust God, and they're sitting in heaven. Not worrying about a thing. Amen. Now, as far as the um, the, the food goes, you know, um, the, the, or the staples that we need um, in our existence in order to exist. Amen. The things that we need in order to exist. The food, gold, silver, money, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. God should consecrate. It should be consecrated through him. Look at this. Okay, watch this. The Bible tells us that we are the temple of God, right? You are the the, the new temple of God, right? He rides in you. God God is, he, he lives in you. So therefore, you're the new temple, right? And if you look in the Old Testament, and you look at all the things that the, that the uh, temple had in it, had gold, silver, and bread, you know, bread, and candlesticks and, and brass and, and things like that. Okay. Uh, but they were consecrated to God for the temple. Amen. Do you see where I'm going here? The things that you're saving up, the things that, you know, some people are hoarders. Okay. The things that pe- some people are hoarding, the things that you're hoarding. And some things are unnecessary. Some people go too far. But the things that you're hoarding and saving, are they consecrated to the God for the God in you? Or are you just saving, saving, saving? And, and, you know, I've seen people step on each other calling themselves saving. And that's not good. I've seen some hearts broken, you know, for people who call themselves savers, you know. Um, (laughs) You don't need anything like that. All you need is God. When God wants you to have silver and gold, now I'm not, I'm not, you know, preaching against silver and gold, but when God wants you to have silver and gold and brass and platinum and blah, 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 whatever it is, he's going to see to it that you get it from him, not man. Amen. Now he'll use man. He'll use man, but he doesn't want you to do anything carnally, God would not have you to sell your soul to take care of your household. All those who follow Jesus don't have to. Amen. And then he says, the second half of, of verse three, he said, you have heaped treasure together for the last days. He's hoarding people that, you know, I, I believe, you know, I myself, I've been saving tan goods and thing, and bag goods and beans and stuff like that. But I'm not greedy about it. I won't go to a store and buy 75 bags of beans when I know somebody else needs them, right? That's greed. Amen? And then verse 4. Amen? Let's go to verse 4. Hmm. Behold, the hire of the laborers um, who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud. Amen? 
they cry, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Now that's not Sabbath, like Saturday Sabbath, S-A-B-B-A-T-H. This is Sabaoth, S-A-B-O-T-H. That means he's the Lord of hosts, okay? Now what he's talking about here is people who are so greedy that instead of giving the way they're supposed to give, instead of uh, you know uh, helping other people, they're holding back things. It says here, you have um, fields, okay? And the higher of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, they cry. The people that, this is speaking of people, especially bosses and people who own businesses, people who work for you and they've done all that stuff for you to keep you running, to keep the business going. They're actually the oil of your of your machine, your business, right? Calling the machine. They are the oil that keeps it running. And you heard people say that it runs like a well-oiled machine, okay? They're crying because they can see that some people are crooked. Some people are holding back. And we see in the Bible what happened to Sapphira and Ananias. Sapphira and Ananias was a couple who, um, instead of giving to the body of Christ, they're giving to the, the, the saints, they they held back some of what they had. Amen. Instead of giving all, and then they lied to the Holy Ghost. They lied to him and didn't think that anybody would know that they lied about it. Okay, so when you say you're going to give something, give that thing. Amen. When you say you're going to donate to a ministry, donate to the ministry. When you say you're going to tithe, tithe. When you say you're going to give to some African, some uh, some uh, business that, you know, helps children in Africa, give to the business that helps children in Africa. Why are you holding on so tightly to something when your hand is tight? God can't, when you're holding something inside of your hand, God can't give you more. Say, for instance, I'm holding this, okay? <laughs> when you're holding on to this something so tight, okay, I can't get the lipstick, the beautiful lipstick from God, okay, because it can't get in. I'm holding the chapstick so tight, I don't want to get rid of the chapstick, I can't get the lipstick, right? So when you say you're going to give something, give it, amen, don't be, um, God loves a cheerful giver. Give because you want to, give because you love God, give because you want to be a, a help to the kingdom of God. Amen. All right. Now, verse five, he says, you have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. You have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You've condemned and killed the just and, uh, and he does not resist you. Okay. Now the sacrifice that Jesus made. Okay. The crucifixion, you killed the just. Okay, now we got rid God sent Jesus to help us out. God sent Jesus to, to suffer for our sins and take our sins into his hands. He became sin for us so that all we have to do is thank him and, and ask him to be our savior and we're free. You know, people might not want to admit it, but Jesus died for us. He died for you. He died for me. So, you know, everybody says the Jews killed Jesus. No, we killed Jesus. Amen. We killed Jesus. And half the time, people don't even want to thank him for what he did. Amen? And you have condemned and killed the just, and he does not resist you. Jesus didn't even resist 
Jesus did what he was supposed to do for his father and for the kingdom of heaven, are we doing the same thing? Are we doing what we are supposed to be doing, what we were anointed to do for the kingdom of God? Amen. Listen, if you um, don't listen to the world, don't give up the blessing that God gave you for nothing. If you're supposed to sing, sing. If you play a horn, play a horn. God is calling some of you to start. You know, I used to be the lead singer of a rock, a country rock group and also a soul group and a church choir. Amen. And okay, I did all that. It's over and done with. Okay, I got the pictures. That's old. Everything's old. It's over and done with. God is doing a new thing. Every morning you wake up, his mercies are new every morning. God wants me to do a new thing. For the kingdom of heaven now. I'm not singing for the world. I'm not singing for the devil. Amen. No more. What is it? Uh, uh, what is it? Rock. Whatever they used to say. Little crazy thing. I'm not doing that kind of stuff anymore. Amen. I am using my talent for God. Some of you have a talent. God is calling some of you to get back to singing. You instrumentalists. God is calling you to start playing for his kingdom. Amen. I know a man that has a voice. Boy, he, his voice is smooth. Amen. He got a smooth like butter. Amen. But I'm, he just will not surrender his voice totally to God. He loves the Lord. We have conversations about God all the time. But he just won't let go of the worldliness and surrender his talent to God and use it for the kingdom. Amen. And he's blessed. God's calling some of you to use your talents for him. Amen. I say, I always say he gave his best. Now let's give our best. How's that? Amen. He gave his best. Let's give our best. And he says, verse seven, the second word is very important. I've been telling people this, be patient. If you're a Christian, be patient. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early and latter rain. Have patience. The way this world is, amen. Yes, even on a side, it says patience. Amen. We have to have patience. The way this world is, we need faith in God, trust God, and have patience. Uh, in this microwave world, okay, everybody wants things quick, 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 fast, fast, fast. It's not going to come that way. There are some of you out there that have been praying for the same, you've been praying the same prayer for months, days, wait, days, months, what, years. You didn't get your answer yet. The enemy wants you to give up on God. Amen. He wants you to give up on God. And I'm telling you now, don't give up on God. God didn't give up on you. Amen. God sent Jesus just for you. God didn't give up on you. So don't give up on God. Patience. There are so many things that happened in my life. I got. I guess you guys can tell I got new headphones. You like the color? Red. There are so many things that happened in my life. And I'm going to tell you now that if I didn't exercise patience, which was really, really hard, horribly hard, okay? I would have lost 
and I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Especially spiritually. Amen. I have learned. I've been through the school of hard knocks. I've learned lessons that I never thought that I would learn. You have, you know, there's a preacher one time. My daughter was going to college. She was going to a, uh, Geneva. She was going to Geneva College at the time. And before she went, I asked him, I said, you know, um, Reverend so-and-so, could you, my daughter's going to Geneva College, a Christian college. Can you give us a tip? Okay, and he said, and I will never forget it. He said, the best thing I can tell her to do, he said, is to outlast everybody else. Outlast everybody else. Because he was excellent. He graduated from from Geneva College, and he's like a church slash businessman. (laughs) He does everything. And that's the end. I'm telling you, uh, this is uh, that's I think that's the purpose of this whole message. I'm telling you, somebody whoever's listening, God is telling you, outlast your enemy. Everything that the devil does is temporary. Everything that God does is permanent. God lives in you. You're already a victim, a victor. You get victory over everything. You're a winner. Outlast them. You might cry. All right, let's talk about patience for a while. Yeah, you might cry. I've been there, cried. I've cried to the point where I almost, I kind of like yelled at God a little bit. I'm not proud of it. But I was like, Lord, what is going on here? When is this going to end? How long do I have to go through this? I've had the enemy enter my mind and tell me things that, that, that uh, I'm like, where did that thought come from? Ooh. Some of you listening to this or watching this or whatever, you've probably been there. That's the enemy. The Bible says, uh, the the scripture says that the enemy, the devil, tries to wear the saints out. I think I talked about that last last, uh, Sunday. The, The enemy tries to wear the saints out. And that's what he's trying to do to you. Do not give in. Outlast him. Amen. Stay in prayer with the Lord. The Lord's not going to let you down. Outlast him. Trust me, you'll make it. If you don't get weak, just don't get weak. Amen? Hallelujah. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband awaited for the precious fruit of the earth and has long Patience, here it goes patient, long patience, long suffering, get it? That's what long suffering is one of the fruit, amen, and for it until until he receive the early and latter rain. The rain is coming. The rain is coming in your life, amen, to take away the dryness of your bones, to take away the dryness of your fruit, to take away the dryness of your land, the dryness of your thoughts, the dryness in your heart. Amen. Amen. The rain is coming. The rain washes away sin, just like the word of God washes away sin, the washing of the water. Amen. The washing 
away. Like when Jesus died on a cross, he went through so much on the cross. Not only did blood drain totally out of his body, water, all the water in his body drained out. He did that just for you. Amen. Niggas, be ye also patient. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord drawing near. It's coming. He's coming. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge stands before the door. In other words, let's stop judging one another. Like you said, how are you going to tell somebody that they have a toothpick in their eye and you got a beam in your eye, right? Amen. Hey, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. Nobody's perfect. Verse 10. Take, my brother, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Amen. Prophets have no popularity. Listen, if you know somebody out there that's calling themselves a prophet and, and they always have to be popular or put in the newspaper when they're and all that kind of stuff, and you know, it's, it, you know like James Brown, they have to take the, the, the cape off of them. If you know the A, you know, prophets do not trust me, have no popularity. Prophets are a good example. Amen. Prophets are a good example. Now, the things that's been going on lately in America with the prophets, some prophets missing. Uh, uh, we're talking about the uh, election. And, you know, pray for them. Everybody's in such a hurry. Oh, well, the Bible says they're false prophets. Pray for them. Aren't we supposed to pray for souls? Have you never done anything wrong? Amen. Let's pray for one another. Amen. So quick to judge. So quick to judge. Amen. And not only that, you know, everything's in God's hands. He sees what's happening. Amen. Nothing makes him upset. Hallelujah. Oh, interesting. Down always. There we go. You can't upset God. Well, yeah, you can upset God, but not by um, just put it this way, stay in his good graces. Amen. Pray their souls. Everybody, every human being is a soul. Don't condemn them to hell. Don't do the devil's job. Amen. Amen. Behold, we count them happy, which endure. You want joy? You want to be happy? Endure. Amen. Endure. Have stick, what I call stick to Amen. Inspiration. You know, get inspiration from the prophets and give inspiration and encouragement and uplifting to others as well. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. Have the patience of Job. His friends dog him out. Amen. And he still waited on God and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Amen. Verse 12, but above all things, my brethren, swear not neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. Then he says, but let your yea be yea and your nay, nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. 
don't swear by heaven. Just don't swear literally. Yet when you say yes, that means yes. When you say no, that means no. And this reminds me of a conversation I was having with another preacher on the phone the other day. And um, this preacher is very nice and she's sweet. She has been doing things for years for people. And, and I love her. God bless her. But I had to tell her, you know, you have to learn to say no. You know, you're so nice. You do. She does things for people when she's not feeling so well or when she, is, or, you know, has other things in her family that she has to tend to. She loves helping. She has a ministry of helps. I believe that is her main ministry. But she, when she, it gets to the point, put it this way. She feels guilty when she tells somebody no. Okay, she likes to help people. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had to tell somebody no? And instead of just saying, um, I'm sorry, but I can't give you a ride today, um, you know, but um, I'll keep you in prayer, you know, instead of saying it that way, have you ever said, I think a lot of us have been in that situation where we'll say, um, no, um, I can't take you today. And they'll say, well, why not? Because, you know, people are bold. <laughs> Your time is supposed to be their time, right? And they'll say something like, why can't you do it? And you say, well, um, I got to go pick my brother up at the airport. And meanwhile, you and your brother haven't spoken to each other in, in, in three years, and you don't know where he lives at. See, the devil just made you a liar because you didn't let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Just say yes and say no. If somebody says, well, why can't you? Just say, because I can't. God bless you, but I'll keep you in prayer. Amen. And then it says, yeah, because if you don't, you'll fall into condemnation. Right, right. You, you'll begin to feel bad about yourself. You'll fall into condemnation and you'll begin to, then the devil can use your mind. You become weak. Amen. It says, and anybody among you afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. What was I just saying about singing? Amen. Writing poems, whatever you do, cook, whatever you do, clean the bathrooms in the church, whatever you do. Amen. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders. Amen. If we are sick, we are supposed to call for the elders. Call upon the preachers that you know, the prophets that you know, the teachers that you know, that know the word and ask them to pray for you. Sometimes we could lay hands on people and anointing with oil, anoint them with oil and pray on them. And sometimes we can't. And in these days and times, we use the Internet. We can do it by camera. Amen. And on my phone, what is it? I have something called, well, I take, I take my phone. I'm real funny about my cameras, y'all. <laughs> but we have something, I don't know if I can pull it up, but we have something called Duo. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. Um, it's one of these. It's called Duo. Let me see. Oh, so yeah, it's not going to show up now because I'm talking about it. But anywho. You know, you can you can actually um, FaceTime people. That's what the duo thing is. You can just FaceTime them. Okay, you know, yeah. brush teeth, <laughs> brush your hair back, amen. And uh, to talk to people and see how they're doing. You can pray on them. Don't be afraid to pray for other people, amen. And it says, call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
demons run at the name of Jesus. That is no joke. You might have even heard it in the background while I was speaking. Every time I start preaching, every time I start talking about Jesus, I'll leave it at that. All right. Okay. Amen. God is good. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Don't you just feel like saying, you know, all right. And then in verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Have faith in God. Know. Faith is knowing that you know, know that you know that you know that God's going to do it. No doubt whatsoever. Amen. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sin, they'll be forgiven. That person that comes to you and asks for prayer may have sinned. Okay, which caused them to experience what they're experiencing. When Jesus healed the sick man, what did he tell him? When his friends lifted him down through the hole in the, in the roof, Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. Amen. You know? And then um, verse 16, last one. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The, affection, the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay? Confess your faults one to another. I'm going to tell you what I'm looking, bring up my dictionary. I'm going to tell you what really bothers me. And let me read fervent to you first, okay? Fervent is having or displaying a passionate intensity, hot, burning, or glowing. When you pray the effectual fervent prayer, of a righteous man avails much. When you pray for somebody, they have a hot, glowing, um, a, a burning prayer for them as though you know you're stepping on demons and devils while you pray. Pray with the power and the uh, victory, the victorious um, uh, character that you are in Christ Jesus. Don't pray and say, oh, well, Lord, you know, this person's toe has really been hurting for a long time. And we're just trusting, Lord, that you're going to heal their toe. No, you, com you command that pain to leave their body in Jesus' name. And t you take carpe diem. You take over. Amen. Hmm. You let that, uh, what is a pain? You let that pain demon know he's in the wrong address. He's, he's at the wrong crib. Amen. Oh, I was going to say, uh, confess. You. Hey, look, this really bothers me. And I don't know if it bothers anybody else. And I'll end it on this. Okay. Yeah, my timing. Got to check my timing. But James 5, 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. You may be healed. What really bothers me is the fact that Christians nowadays are so busy trying to look perfect that 
they don't want to confess anymore. That's one thing I have to give to Catholic people. Catholic people are no joke when it comes to confessing. They will confess. They've been doing it for centuries. They've been doing it for years. They're not going to stop. But other folks, I don't know all them names of people. What do they call the, you know, other Christians, you know, Christians. Um, I don't want to tell all my business. I'm not going to say nothing because she might get happy. You know, I'm not going to tell pastor so-and-so that I'm having this problem because I don't want them to know my business. Um, But what happens is, have you ever gone through something in your life and you want to tell somebody about it and you can't think of somebody that you trust with that information? Amen? If you pray to God, God will show you. First of all, tell him. Tell him first. But we are humans. We need each other, right? Hopefully. Amen? Confess your faults. Pardon each other. Pray for the church. I see something going around now on on Facebook and everything where they're saying, if I've ever done anything, please forgive me. And I I say that to you. If I've ever done anything to you, please forgive me. Please don't hold anything against me. And I'm asking you to forgive me because I got to move on. Amen? I'm moving on in life. I'm not going to continue to hold myself down feeling bad over something that I did to somebody else, right? And I'm asking for forgiveness, all right? But that means praying for the church. If you want spiritual healing, let people testify. People are scared to death to testify, to tell people what they went through. And I always tell people, tell it first before the devil gets it, because if he gets it, he's going to mess it all up. Amen? Testify. Hallelujah. Confess our faults one to another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So be righteous, live a righteous life. Amen. Amen. One more, then I'll go. Verse 17, it says, Elias was a man, which is Elijah. He was a man subject to like passions. He was just like us. Amen. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Elijah was a man just like us. I know we read about him in the Bible. We hear about him in the churches and everything. But but Elijah was just, he's a man just like us, human being just like us. When you read the things in the Bible, the stories and stuff in the Bible, it seems strange to us. And and, and, and we think about him in a blink of an eye because we're just reading those chapters at the time. But you got to remember, those chapters are years of people's lives. Amen. And they're they're real stories. From Genesis to Revelation, they're real stories. Elijah was real. He was just like me and you. And Elijah had faith in God, and he spoke it out. Elijah prophesied, and he said that there was not going to be rain by the space of three years and six months. And guess what? It didn't rain. Because he, he spoke it, your word's important, and he believed it. He gave it to God, and God took over. And God said, that's my son. You know, I'm going to help him out. He's, he's believing in me. And that's the same thing he'll say about you. That's my daughter. That's my son. I'm going to help them out. I will not allow the enemy to make fun 
and ridicule them. God's waiting to see what you're going to do. Amen? You know, God didn't speak to Elijah first. Elijah spoke to God. Elijah spoke it out. And God stepped in and made that thing come to pass. Are you saved? Amen? I hope you get something out of this word today. God is good. Um, it's more like a talk or something. I don't know. Hey, it's the word. Amen. God is good. Are you saved? If you're not saved, just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I apologize. I'm sorry. I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you for what you did for me on the cross. I love you. And amen. Amen. That's all it took. Now, God I always tell people, God forgave whatever you did as far as the East is from the West. <clears throat> Amen. And whatever you did is gone. God, the Bible says God forgot it. And when God says he forgets something, he's allowed to. He created everything. God created forgetfulness. Amen. <clears throat> he created everything. The Bible even says, I created evil. God tells people, I created evil. He created everything. Amen. The devil didn't create itself. So, when the Lord says he throws as far as the east is from the west, believe him. Trust him. Amen. Go find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church, okay, that believes in Jesus Christ and what the Word of God says. A church that doesn't add nor subtract you know, you have to be careful because even buying Bibles, the NIV leaves out so many scriptures. It even leaves out that uh, Jesus' uh, reason he came here. It doesn't have it in there. So be careful the Bible that you use. I use King J a New King James Version or King James. I love King James because I'm used to it. Um, and I'm trying to get used to the New King James. Um, but get yourself a Bible and just start studying. You know, God is good. Remember, just... I'm going to end this by saying, just trust God. Trust Him. Have a crazy trust for Jesus. Amen. You cannot, you will not go wrong. Amen. Reverend Nancy signed off. Hallelujah. God bless you. And to God be the glory for the things He has done. Amen. And pray for your brothers and sisters. Pray for souls everywhere. In Jesus' name, amen.